Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, gold Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989-898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989-898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989 with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989-898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. But crazy Bernie Sanders and the Washington Democrats. By the way, Bernie is surging. Bernie. Bernie is surging. Bernie. But the Democrats are outraged that we kill this terrorist monster. Even though this monster was behind hundreds and hundreds of deaths. Senator Sanders, you call yourself a democratic socialist, but more than two-thirds of voters say they are not enthusiastic about voting for a socialist. Doesn't that put your chances of beating Donald Trump at risk? Nope, not at all. And that is... All right, turn off the Seltzer the, turn, he, the double talker, I don't want to listen to him. You know, the moderator last night from the local newspaper, the young lady, was fabulous. She deserves a national spot. She didn't smirk, she didn't smile, she wasn't blonde, off in her favor. No bleached blonde, no smirks, no smiles. Deadpan, ask real questions, she was fabulous. She had the nerve to ask this creep, this crackpot, this bum, this mook, this tuna fish, Bernie Sanders, how the hell can you run when most Americans hate socialism? And he tries to turn it around on Donald Trump. Now, the big thing from last night, to me, was Tom Steyer. I really never paid attention to him. I don't don't like his looks. He looks like a creepy bully to me. I know the type from high school, a bully from the top to the bottom. He's from New York, by the way. Came from a very wealthy lawyer family, worked for Goldman Sachs, made his fortune, listen to this, Mr. Environment made his fortune in coal and private prison investments. Are you listening to this? He made it in coal and private prisons. He also made it by betting against the Thai currency like his good friend George Soros. 
He made it on the dot-com bust before that. The dot-com bust? How many people got destroyed during the dot-com bust? Not Tom Steyer. See, he ran a hedge fund, made billions of dollars in certain areas. All legal, of course. Nothing wrong with that. But why are all these billionaires pretending that they're poor, down with the people, and suddenly obsessed with the environment? Why? Because they think that that's what's going to sell, and it's not selling. He got my goat, Styers. He bought his way in. He looks like a bully from New York, pretending to be a good guy. He isn't good. He's a thug, a bum, a mook. But nevertheless, the big story today is that the genius Pelosi apparently screwed her own Democrat candidates. Now, suddenly the candidates realize they cannot campaign during the fake trial. Only the two B's will be on the campaign trail. Now, I think it's a major blunder by Nancy the Genius. Many of you say, no, she did it on purpose. Can someone call me who said to me on my Twitter feed that, no, she did it on purpose to make sure that Biden is the candidate of choice? Where did you hear that from? Is that an Alex Jones conspiracy theory? I like Alex. I mean, I haven't, I don't know. Who put this out there that she did it on purpose, that she's that smart? I don't know that she did it that uh, on purpose. I think she screwed everybody, including Biden. Because I'm telling you why, because if he's out there with Buttigieg, Buttigieg's going to smear the floor up with him. Buttigieg is a creepy kind of guy who's very smart and uh, doesn't lose his cool too fast. And he's 10 times faster and smarter than Biden. So I wouldn't think that Pelosi was so smart, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Welcome to the Savage Nation for the uh, post Democrat uh, debate number 5,922 edition. Warren, uh, I named Dizzy Lizzie last night. You know, one of the great lines of the debate, I watched most of it, by the way. I guess I'm bored and have nothing to do. But I decided to see how crazy the left has become. Let's see. Buttigieg is now an expert on child care. Can anyone explain that to me, why that's an expertise of his? Buttigieg, an expert on child care. Uh, Warren says tax the rich. So the government can give child care to illegal aliens and crack mothers. Warren wants the federal government to manufacture pharmaceuticals. How did this imbecile get this far? The federal government is going to manufacture pharmaceuticals. How about a federal government car to eliminate all those evil uh, automobile corporations? Well, if the federal government made a car and she were president, I suppose they could call it the Dizzy Lizzy. It would run on hot air and go nowhere just like her. But then again, there are other things to talk about. Last night, we saw that the mental defectives called the Democrats were saying, cut all profits for those evil drug companies. I ask a question, where would the new medicines come from? Who would pay for the cost of research and development? Has Bernie's Cuba ever produced a new medicine? Where do these mental defectives come from? How do any sheeple believe them? Are they that stupid? Now, remember, I worked in pharmacology in my early years in graduate school. My first master's degree was in ethnopharmacology. It, at that time, cost the drug company over $1.2 billion to find, develop, and bring a drug to market. That was a long time ago. The cost is probably 3 to $4 billion or more now, if there's someone in the pharmaceutical business who can upgrade us on this. Where are new medicines going to come from if the government goes into the pharmaceutical business? This is the best that a college teacher like Elizabeth Mean-Faced Warren can come up with. And again, there was irony last night. 
The Dems are debating in the Corn Belt. Well, of course, they cater to those in the Porn Belt. I also ask you this. How can communists who have never produced a product or a service that anyone ever purchased talk about improving the best economy we've seen in decades? None of them make any sense. Sanders, a lifetime politician. Warren, a college professor. Buttigieg, a small-town politician. Biden, a life-or-doofus political guy, never produced a product or service. All they know is politics, nothing else. If you'd like to uh, tune in here and chime in, rather, the phone number is 855-407-282. I don't know what the question is, but I could ask you, did any one of them win the debate? Who would face Trump? And how can anyone listening to this show tell me that there's anyone up on that stage who can do a better job on the economy? Let's stick to that for a moment than Donald Trump. I'd like a Democrat who is rational. Tell me how a Democrat on that stage can do better than Donald Trump on the economy. Let's just stick to the economy. Anyone want to take me up on that one? I'd like to hear it. Now, let's talk about the not stupid Tom Steyer. He's far from stupid. He's very smart an overachiever. He came from a well-off family in Manhattan, the youngest of three sons. Who was Steyer's father? A corporate litigator at Sullivan and Cromwell, the white shoe law firm that has represented Goldman Sachs for decades. Now, nothing wrong with Goldman Sachs. They're a great investment firm. The firm also represented Exxon. That's Steyer's father. Uh, and among colleagues, Steyer's father was known as Mr. Oil. The man who now says he represents the poor, the downtrodden, the blacks, the Hispanics, the illegal aliens, uh, and the frogs who are being decimated by global warming, grew up on the Upper East Side. The Steyer family had a housekeeper and a nanny. They summered in Nantucket, down with the people. But Tom's mother was a progressive and principled woman, and... Uh, she is said to have washed his mouth out with soap when he swore. That's interesting. She also taught felons to read in a Brooklyn detention center. I once asked my mother, who are we? Who is our family? Recalls Tom Steyer. Well, she said, we've never been rich or powerful, but we've always been well-educated and, and we participated in our community. Okay, the road to you nowhere is paved with good intentions. But let's focus on Steyer for a minute. You say, well, he's not really a player. Well, he is. He was up there last night. He bought his way in. He bet on private pensions, private prisons, rather, and coal mining. How in the world can his funds investments in coal mining and private prisons go unnoticed? How? Impossible. He also, in San Francisco, ran Farallon Capital. Now, Farallon Capital is an investment firm. They made a lot of money. They invested $34 million in Corrections Corporation of America, which runs, are you ready for this, everyone? Migrant detention centers on the U.S.-Mexico border for U.S. ICE. Are you listening to this? That is Tom Steyer, the man who makes believe he represents Mexicans and illegal aliens and the poor and the downtrodden and frogs. Ran an investment firm or an investment fund, Farallon, and in 2005, they invested $34 million in CCA, Corrections Corporation of America, which runs migrant detention centers on the U.S.-Mexico border for U.S. ICE. Can you believe this? There's more to Tom Steyer, the phony. Uh, his company 
what is it called, Farallon, invested in fossil fuel projects, including a gigantic coal mine in Australia that not only generated vast quantities of carbon emissions, but killed God knows how many koala bears. Steyer's investment allowed the owners of the coal mining company in Australia to uh, steamroll protesters from the environmental area to clear 3,700 acres of forest that served as a koala habitat and to mine 12 million tons of coal per year. That's Mr. Environment, Tom Steyer, the number one phony on the stage. I'll be right back. The Savage Nation. It's savage on demand. Hey, look, our racing thoughts overtaking your night of sleep is terrible. Do you have trouble falling asleep or staying asleep? Uh, when it's time to go to bed, what kind of thoughts are racing through your mind, keeping you awake? If you've tried everything from pills to pillows with little success, it is time for you to try something else, Ebb. What is Ebb Insomnia Therapy? Well, Ebb comfortably cools your forehead, helps quiet the racing mind, and promotes the natural onset of sleep. Ebb is the first and only wearable drug-free solution that targets the root cause of sleeplessness those racing thoughts. Ebb is clinically validated and four out of five users report falling asleep faster and improving overall sleep quality. Ebb sleep is a wearable solution that fits over the forehead and gently and precisely cools the forehead to reduce those racing thoughts to allow people like you who are suffering from sleeplessness to drift more comfortably into a deeper, more restorative sleep. Ebb Sleep is designed to work with your natural sleep-wake rhythms to allow you to get into that deep sleep more quickly. Now look, the mind's normal way of dealing with stress and challenges is to be on guard or more vigilant than aroused. That's the reverse of what's needed for a restful night of sleep. Ebb's cooling, calming nature is designed to counteract the way the mind-body reacts to stressful situations, allowing one to reach restorative sleep quicker so they can be at peak performance the next day. Have the energy to do the things you love again by getting the sleep you need. Ebb's natural solution has no morning side effects and allows you to get back to your peak performance. My listeners can now try Ebb risk-free for 60 nights to confirm that it is the solution you've been looking for. How do you do this? Try Ebb.com Savage. That's T-R-Y-E-B-B dot com slash savage. T-R-Y-E-B-B dot com slash savage. Tryeb.com slash savage. Please order today to get the sleep that you need and deserve. Tryeb.com slash savage. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Nancy Pelosi pushing the impeachment hearings this late. Now, many of you believe that it's on purpose. She's not that smart. Not that smart. Ask people in San Francisco who know her. I mean, I know a lot of people in the Italian community who came up to me right from the get-go and talked about her behind her back. They're Democrats, and they think she's a dumb, a dummy, a grandstander and a dummy. You know, I'm going to tell you something funny. Once in a while, people will come up to me if I'm walking around the Bay Area, and they'll come up and they'll say, you know, I'm a lifetime Democrat, but I love your show because you're the only show in the Bay Area <clears throat> that talks about what's really going on in the politics of this city. 
We know it's corrupt. We know it's been stolen. We know it's not the Democrat Party of any number of years ago. We know that it's a gang running the city, and we don't know what to do about it. You're the only one who even points it out. Sorry, what do you want me to do? I'm only a talk show host, you know. That's all. But I, I want to ask you, why don't you call this show? Do you know how big my audience is in San Francisco and around the country? It's very big. Now, again, I don't want to sit here and just pat myself on, on, the, on the head. This show is number two in streaming in the United States of America. Russia's number one. Russia's on 500 or some odd stations. I'm on 200 stations. Russia's on every major station. I am not on every major station. And yet people find this show by listening to it, by going on an app like KSFO.com or whatever. They, they go on a local station and they stream it. And yet many of you who listen do not call talk radio at all. And I wonder what's happening. It's a changing phenomenon in talk radio. And I think it's because people are too busy and they can't call or they're shy. They don't want to be identified. They're terrified of having their voice exposed. There's a lot of factors going on. It's not what it was any number of years ago. Now, I want to talk about the debate a little bit. I don't have to get stuck on it, if you don't mind. Uh, I think it may be too much of a boring topic. You know, there was a moderate candidate named Schultz who ran Starbucks, the CEO of Starbucks. Yes, he's a certifiable liberal, which you would expect from a Democrat. That, that comes with the, the terrain but not a progressive. And he's also a businessman who built a phenomenally successful chain called Starbucks. I have a friend of Chinese ancestry who said to me, it's interesting you should mention uh, uh, Schultz. He said, he's a brilliant businessman. I said, why do you say that? He said, before Schultz opened his first Starbucks, I think it was in Shanghai, the Chinese drank tea. That's all they drank. But he said Schultz had such vision that he opened Starbucks and has turned China into a coffee-drinking nation, almost single-handedly. That's a pretty smart businessman. So you have to ask yourself, why would Pelosi and the gang that runs the Democrat Party have chased him away right from the beginning? Why did they not want a centrist Democrat who would have a chance to beat Donald Trump? Why did they not want him? Why are they catering to these psychotic hags like half cortex and the other haters of America, haters of Jews, haters of white people. Why are they catering to them? And, you know, another question that keeps coming to, to my mind, how can a billionaire like Nancy Pelosi, how can billionaires like Dianne Feinstein not understand what their policies have done to their own city? You say, well, they don't care. They got theirs and they're greedy. They don't care about their grandchildren or what kind of city they're going to be living in. No, they don't. No, they don't. They'd sell their grandmother out for a quarter. They'd sell their grandfather out for another second in the public spotlight. That's what's happening here. There's no long haul view in the Democrat Party in San Francisco, which is ground zero for progressive stupidity, where they just elected a DA who was the son of a cop killer murderer, himself a communist, diehard communist. You see what's going on in New York City, the no bail reform law, where a, I think a woman or a guy who robbed four banks was let out of jail because they don't have any bail anymore unless it's for a felony. And he went out and robbed another two banks. They booked him and he went out again and robbed another bank. Now we have the same psychosis in San Francisco of a no bail law. 
where people are going to be freed on the streets to beat people up and the judges are going to have to let them out on the streets. I'll tell you what's coming next. If this keeps up, I can guarantee you Gavin Newsom will disarm the police in the state of California if he can. That's what's coming next. You don't know their vision. I do. Or the uh, psychotic district attorney or the invisible mayor of San Francisco. No one even knows who she is. The beauty of this mayor is no one even knows her name. No one knows where she came from. No one knows who appointed her. She could wake up one day and be told to take the guns away from the SFPD and turn them into what the Bobbies were in England before the Muslim invasion. And then we'd have police without guns in San Francisco. And who will be left to protect you when the psychos with golf clubs roaming the streets called the homeless go on a rampage? Can it get any worse? Yes, and it will. This is the Savage Nature. Nation. Nature. Savage Nature. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Do you think that people really care about this crap? CNN had about 7.3 million viewers, according to Nielsen. But the first one way back when, in June, drew 18 million viewers. Think about that one. 7 million last night, 18 million the first time back in June. And the Des Moines Register sponsored the debate along with CNN. You know, it was an interesting, one comment was very interesting. And I don't know whether it was the young lady from the Des Moines Register, uh, Brianne Fannenstiel, who was brilliant, by the way. She's fabulous. She was not uh, one of the glitzy types that you'd see on the other networks. I think she said to one of them, I think she said to Warren, you keep attacking the insurance industry. Do you know that most of the insurance industry is headquartered in Iowa, in Des Moines? What are you going to do about all the tens of thousands of jobs you're going to destroy by attacking the insurance industry and having the government take over insurance? They had no answer for it. You know what their answer is every time? We're going to do job training. We're job training. In other words, government jobs, like the Soviet Union, the answer to everything to these pinheads from the universities is government jobs. That's their answer to everything. Let me remind you about the government. In the Soviet Union in the 1930s, the government under Stalin attacked the farmers. The farmers were small capitalists. They raised the food for themselves and sold what was in excess. They made a very small profit. They were never rich. Stalin came along and like Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders started calling them names. Uh, capitalists, uh, kulaks, profiteers. Eventually, the farmers were removed from their own farms and government agents from Moscow, the elites, then took over the farming industry in the Soviet Union and 30 million Soviets or Russians starved to death once the Russian government took over farming. This is what happens when government takes over private industry. And yet a crackpot like Bernie Sanders can get away with calling himself everything but what he is, which is a Soviet. He's a classic Soviet. Ask anyone who's lived in the Soviet Union what he is. But people are stupid in this country. And so, you know, sometimes you say, well, you say to yourself in this business, what's the point of doing this? There's a lot of point to doing this. Because to be honest with you, it's either Trump or the abyss in plain English. 
Now, I got to tell you something. If there was a moderate Democrat, a conservative Democrat even, I could possibly say, hey, you know what? He's not bad. Tell me one moderate Democrat on that stage. There is none. Tell me one moderate Democrat up there who supports the military, who supports the police, who supports the family, who supports free enterprise. There's not one. Every last one of them is a far left crazy person. Now, how the Democrat Party got here, I don't know. I grew up in a Democrat household. It was unheard of. Nobody in my entire family lineage, all immigrants, would have ever voted for a Republican. That was for the rich. That no, I, no one knew a Republican in New York when I was a kid. Never knew of a Republican. Didn't even know who they were. A Republican went by in a, in a Cadillac limousine. That's all we knew. They, they went by somewhere to Westchester. I don't know what they were doing where I live. Everyone was a Democrat. But the Democrats were different then. They were for the unions, but the unions were different then. Everything was different then. How many times do I have to remind you that the Democrats of today would consider John F. Kennedy a fascist? They would call John F. Kennedy himself a white nationalist and a a, a white supremacist and, and a fascist. That's how sick they are. How did they get here? Is there a Democrat listening to this show, The Savage Nation, who can give me a countdown on how the Democrat Party destroyed itself? How can a billionaire like Nancy Pelosi, who has profited enormously from her tenure and years in office, espouse communism and stupidity like this? I, I don't have any ideas. on. I don't know how this happens, by the way. Again, I will go back to one of the statements I made earlier. They had a candidate who was a moderate, a businessman named Schultz. He ran um, Starbucks. They chased him away. Why did they chase him away? Matt in California, welcome to the Savage Nation on the issue of Schultz. What's your opinion on that one? Uh, thank you, Dr. Savage. Um, he is an outsider. He is not in their uh, chain of fealty, you know. Uh, Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, well, okay, so in the same way Trump wasn't to the Republicans. Yes, sir. Yeah. So he may have ideas that are not approved of and... Uh, and uh, it, but basically, he he's not beholden to Nancy Pelosi. So he's not he's not a party apparatchik. Oh, I got it. So Pelosi didn't have any control over him. Yeah. And she rules with an iron an iron uh, high heel. Yeah, she does. And what what part of California are you in, Matt? The East Bay in Arenda. Oh, not a bad place. Pretty beautiful. Well, thank you for listening to the show and calling in. It's appreciated. Got to tell you, really is appreciated. Uh, to hear some intelligent people all over the Bay Area. Do you think any of the Democrat candidates are electable? I do not. And I will predict that unless there's some untowered expectation here, uh, the impeachment's going nowhere. They brought Nadler back again. Notice they dummied him up after December. He failed. They ran him out there, and, they, and people hated him. They was like, who is this crumpled schmuck from Brooklyn? Who is this ticket fixer, this night school bum? They don't know who the hell he was. So they yanked him off the stage. Now the putz is back with a new suit. I don't know whether they got it from uh, eBay or used Robert Hall from the old days. Or they got it from a remnant sale in an old uh, churchyard. There he is. She's wearing yet another billion-dollar outfit. What's this posturing with their hands in front of their crotches that they all... Who came up with the picture of politicians? They fold their hands in front of their stomachs or or groin. Where did that come from, that image? Who's the... 
Who's the image maker for this? I've never seen a more motley crew of candidates in my life. And I got to tell you, I come from a Democrat family. So how did I, Michael Savage, wind up who I am? Because I've lived in America long enough to see the damage they have done. It began when they stole my birthright. It began when they used affirmative action to steal my birthright from me. That's when it began. And remember who you're listening to, okay? You may not know me at all. I began as a social worker in New York's Upper West Side. I was a social worker. I was a teacher. I've done a lot of stuff with the real people. I know the reality of the world. And these Democrats do not reflect reality to me. They're in another world. They're in a world of their own. Now, you would expect that from college people. They generally live in an ivory tower. They don't know what the hell's going on outside the, the, uh, the university. You'd expect that. But when you have businessmen up there, are there any? Elizabeth Warren, college teacher. Biden is an old gray horse. He's like the glue horse that's running again out of Animal Farm. Biden is somewhat likable, but he's too old. He stumbles. He can't get through a paragraph without screwing up. It's almost sad to watch. But put aside the son's corruption for a minute and how the family capitalized on the relationship to the father just for one minute. Biden is actually a kind of likable, like a reliable type. If people vote for him, they figure they're going to get stability. They're not going to get stability. Biden is a puppet of the Democrat machine, which is extremely radical. So even if you think Biden may be the answer to the unknown world of Trump, if that if that's what you want to put it that way, he's see Trump is unpredictable. And I like that. But most people can't live with it. They don't like unpredictable politicians. They want to know what's coming tomorrow. And with uh, Mr. Trump, you don't know what's coming tomorrow. I happen to like the man personally. I think he's a very kind man from my interchanges with him. And I can read people as well as anybody on the planet. It doesn't matter whether or not you believe me or not. I can tell you from people who also know him, he's kind hearted. So but aside from that, he's unpredictable. You don't know what he's going to do tomorrow. It's worked for him his whole life. It's how he keeps his, his uh, opponents off base. But the American people are a little intimidated. You know, it's not that they hate him so much, a lot of them. A lot of them hate him for political reasons. For The media hates him, this one. Hey. But many Americans are unsure of Trump because of his unsure ways. And as a result, they would possibly go for a Democrat if there was a stable, sure-footed Democrat candidate who they could trust not to destroy the country, not to take away their freedoms and their private property rights, not to push the radical agendas on them. I don't know who that is. Tell me the Democrat who that is. Where is he? Where's this moderate Democrat who's going to right the ship of instability? I don't see it. And that's why I have to predict that at this time, unless there's some major league war requiring a draft or, God forbid, one of our cities gets hit by one of the a Muslim terrorist hiding here under the guise of asylum. Trump's going to win, my guess is 60-40, 65-35, 70-30. It could be a blowout like we have not seen in 30, 40 years. In addition to everything else, the economy is booming. What do you think that every Hispanic doesn't know who Trump, what Trump has done for the economy? Do you know that they're fully employed? Have you looked at job sites? Have you seen that every job site is is brimming with workers, largely uh, Hispanic immigrants. Do you think they don't know why the economy is booming? Who do you think they're going to vote for? 
some crazy socialist who will destroy the economy? I don't think so. And by the way, most of the Hispanics here who are working like Donald Trump, incidentally. They love the fact that he saved the economy. They don't want socialism at all. So I think that they're all off base, and I don't think that we're going to have a, a real upset here. I think it's going to be a, uh, um, a, a slam dunk for, for Donald Trump. Now, there are some cautionary tales to be, to be uh, made here. And to be frank with you, uh, as I told you, and I'll, I'll proudly tell you again, the president did not call the show last Tuesday. He called me on my iPhone, and we spoke for 12 to 15 minutes on a very personal note. And we talked politics as well. Uh, the fact is, is that I think he's going to win by a landslide. What do you think? Home of borders, language, culture, the savage nation. This is about the Constitution of the United States. And it's important for the, the president to know and Putin to know the American voter. Voters in America should decide. Can you who turn her off, please? Is. I don't even know why we're running this soundbite, but I mean, this is one of the most demented people in the history of American politics. I want to talk about the important topics. Let's take a call of Valerie and Livermore line two. Go ahead. What's on your mind? Go ahead quickly. Yes, um, I, I would like Mr. Trump so to him get reelected here. I think he should uh, think more about this climate change. I mean, there is some relevance. Uh, to wait, it. wait, wait, what, what climate change? Well, the, the fact that we do have climate change and it may be. Well, you see, that's an ignorant statement statement that you're buying from the media because the solar activity in 2020 is showing the lowest solar activity in over 200 years. But I guess, Valerie, you haven't seen that on CNN or Fox even, have you? No, no, I haven't. This year, in 2020, solar activity will be marked as the lowest in over 200 years. Now, what does it have to do with the climate on the Earth? On December 20th, 2019, Iceland received one of the largest snowstorms in its history. It was known as a 10-year storm. It brought winds of 100 miles an hour, and one weather station reported gusts of up to 149 miles an hour. People should know that Iceland's, Europe's, and North America's weather have all been historically tied to the sunspot activity of the sun. And according to NASA, not Bernie Sanders or the liars in the Democrat Party, in the year 2020, the sun, which is currently in solar cycle number 25, will reach its lowest activity in over 200 years. What does that mean? We're going to get a cold spell. And when we have really low solar activity, we go into a mini ice age study your history between 1645 and 1715 it was marked by a prolonged sunspot minimum and as a result the earth almost froze during the little ice age but old bernie hasn't caught up with the science nor have the 97 percent of hacks who we call scientists caught up with what's really going on The Westwood One Podcast Network. Spans of the spoken word. Welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. 
Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. I would declare a state of emergency on day one on climate. I would, I would do it from the standpoint of environmental justice and make sure we go to the black and brown communities where you can't oh, breathe the air or drink the water that comes out of the tap safely. But I also know this. What a liar. We're going to create millions of good paying union yeah, jobs across right, this country. Right, right, it's right, going to be the jobs. biggest job program in American yeah, history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I know we have to do it. I know we can do it. Yeah, yeah, and I God's know that we can you. do it in a way that makes us healthier, that makes us better paid oh, and is God. more just. But the truth of the matter is, we're going to have to do it, and we're going to have to make the whole world come along with us. Now, Tom Steyer is a liar. Just remember Steyer the liar. He bought his way onto the campaign trail. He made his fortune in coal and private prisons, and now he's preaching against environmental injustice. First of all, he's wrong on the science. Let's start with that. One of the greatest myths of all time is the myth of climate change and global warming. Uh, The evidence is different than that of the 97% of paid scientific hacks who receive grants to disseminate lies. Now, there's no greater environmentalist than Michael Savage in the history of the media. There's no one in the media, nobody, I don't care who they are, who has done more to work on environmental issues than I, and I've done so for 40 years. I deserve a Presidential Medal of Freedom for what I've done. But I'll go into that at another time. I'm an environmentalist, I'm a conservationist, but I'm also someone who reads the evidence. And based upon the evidence, we do not have global warming. In fact, the year 2020 is gonna shock most of you because it is showing the lowest solar activity in over 200 years. What does that mean? Now pay attention, please. This is not Bernie Sanders just shooting out hot air from a seltzer bottle. This year's solar activity will be marked as the lowest in over 200 years. The low in the sun's 11-year cycle will have great repercussions for the climate here on Earth. Everyone knows that in the world of science. Let me give you an example of what happened in December of 2019. On the 20th of December in 2019, you didn't read this in the San Francisco Chronicle, Iceland received one of the largest snowstorms in its history. It was known as a 10-year storm. It brought winds of 100 miles an hour. One weather station reported gusts of 149 miles an hour. Now, the weather in Iceland, Europe, and North America, all the weather in these countries, in these areas, have historically tied, have been tied directly to the sunspot activity of the sun. Not according to Bernie Sanders, not according to Michael Savage, but according to NASA. And in 2020, the sun which is currently in solar cycle number 25, will reach its lowest activity in over 200 years. What does that mean? It means the solar cycle is a periodic fluctuation of the sun's magnetic field. I won't go into the details of what that means. Just know this. When solar activity gets really low, it can produce a mini ice age. If you read Charles Dickens, and it was set in the years that I'm talking about in England where people were freezing to death and the poor people were huddling and all that. 
in warm places trying to not freeze. The period between 1645 and 1715, it was marked by a prolonged sunspot minimum, and that was related to a downturn in temperatures in Europe and North America. Named after astronomers Edward Maunder and his wife Annie Russell Maunder, this era became known as the Maunder Minimum, but to you it was known as the Little Ice Age. And predictions for the solar cycle number 25 made by the NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration Space Weather Prediction Center, and NASA, and the International Solar Energy Society, apparently these scientists anticipate a deep minimum that will occur between 2023 and 2026. My friends, catch up with the real science, not with the political hot air. And now on to the questions that I've raised for today. The phone number is 855-407-282. At the bottom of the hour, we'll have a special guest, uh, Miranda Devine, an Australian columnist who has been with us before, and she will talk about the winners and losers of last night's STEM debate. She's very lively, very insightful, and I look forward to what I hope you do as well. Let's take some calls. Jeff in Southern California, line six. What's on your mind today? Go ahead, please. I just have to, uh, it's a little double standard about uh, Mayor Buttigieg. Why, why is it that I know that he's gay? If, if, if they were reversed, if we were to be saying anything about that, we would be prejudiced, the world would be against him. How dare us say that he's gay, but yet the whole world knows that he's gay. I could care less if he's gay. Wait, what you're saying is we shouldn't know he's gay? Sir, are you saying we, are you saying you don't care about his sexuality, but we're being told about it? Exactly, exactly. And if we were to be using it, it'd be he would it'd be we'd be you know the worst thing since uh, you know Stalin. If we so, were- in other words, if someone mentioned that someone is gay, it would be considered homophobic to mention it. But in his case, exactly. we have to know about it because that that's apparently going to help him. Exactly, it's a double standard and a half, and I, I think it's disgusting. And well, then, and, and you know, without commenting on, on homosexuality one way or the other, I, because I'm a sexual libertarian, many people don't like me to say that, but I do say it, because I don't care what adults do in the privacy of their own bedroom. I think it's their own business. Exactly. But, but, have, but having said that, no matter how far left America may have moved in the universities, the average American is not ready for two men in the White House. They're not ready for two men sleeping together in the Lincoln bedroom. I've said that before. So that's my opinion on the matter. That's without any moralizing. I'm just telling you the country's not that interested in uh, what he does in that particular area, incidentally. Politically, what has he actually done? He ran a small town somewhere in America, and that's supposed to qualify him for the presidency? Crazy. Just crazy. Whatever happened to global warming? How did that become climate change? Why? Why? Because people are catching on to the big lie. Nobody wants to harm the environment, and those who do should be arrested. They should be arrested. I've been fighting the polluters and the animal killers for most of my life. Okay? And I would do anything I can to prevent the burning of the rainforests, the protection of the animals. But you look at a guy like Steyer, who gets up there and makes his signature issue, state of emergency on climate change? When he ran Farallon Capital, they invested in an Australian mining company that decimated 1,700 acres that were a sanctuary for koala bears 
and they killed all the koala bears? You believe a word that comes out of these people's mouths? I'm sorry if you do. Now, why are volcanoes popping like pimples from Earth's shrinkage, by the way? That's an interesting secondary question. Maybe it's uh, too much science. But volcanoes are acting up uh, all around the, uh, the, the, the globe, incidentally. That's an interesting one unto itself. And maybe another time I'll talk about that. But uh, I don't think that POTUS is going to destroy the world because he doesn't want to cater to the warmest lobby, by the way. You want me to go into what happened during the mini ice age? You want me to talk about the tragic cold summer of 1816? You want me to talk about what happened in Europe during that period? We've entered another solar grand minimum, similar to the Maunda grand minimum of the 1640s to 1700s. Now, global warmists who are tied into the finances of their movement say this isn't so. But current solar activities are at their lowest in over 250, 250 years. This pattern repeats itself every 206 years when the surface of the sun cools slightly. This is what nature does. It's part of nature. So would you please be prepared and go out and buy an overcoat? Because each year from 2016 through 2021, spring cold will get worse from one year to the next. And then it's 2022 when there's liable to be a cold year without a spring and summer, or maybe even worse. Many of you don't believe any of this because you've been brainwashed into believing uh, the opposite. But what is unfolding is known to real science. The fact of the matter is, if you want to talk about it, we can't. Uh, what was spring weather like in years preceding 1816? What happened to the spring weather after that? What was spring weather of 1810 through 1815 like? Do you think the average moron in the street knows or cares? They don't care and they don't know. They don't know anything. All they know is what the media tells them to know, and that's a very sad state of affairs. Let's take the callers on the topics. Connecticut, Jane, you're on the Savage Nation. What's on your mind? Michael, I speak for all your listeners that I ever talk to, and I only talk to Savage listeners uh, mostly. We uh, really enjoy your show, needless to say, and like Monday in 1984 in the interviews with Huxley, uh, it's unbelievable. Now, I do have one type. My show on Huxley was one of the best shows I've ever done. People who have a people who have an education and an IQ loved it to death. I should have done it. I could have done it over a three day period. It, it wasn't enough for one day. I agree with you. Now, I'm from Connecticut. And when I learned that we have more districts in our state uh, legislation than you do in California, maybe another show, maybe you'll have a guest. What can Connecticut do? with all these districts and they're gerrymandered and they're all blue. And well, that explains why you have a Cretan like Blumenthal as a senator. How, how did that character ever become a senator? Where did he come from? Connecticut was once a Republican state. How did it become a far-left state? When did that happen? The unions. We have the unions. Okay. Well, look, I can't wring my hands and kill myself over what gerrymandering is is or what's doing all i can do is my bit part here uh on the stage of politics my bit part has me do a daily radio show when i uh do it i try to do it the best i can i try to bring uh intelligence insights history and science and facts and isn't that enough jane 
We love your show. We really do. And we want to tell you that we think that Trump looks up to you like his big brother, like the psychic said. And that's about all. I you know, that's have. I don't know. You know, that's a very interesting take on things. I'm older than him by a number of years. And he did lose his, his brother. He did lose his brother uh, very young. Uh, I wonder if he sees me. I don't know how he sees me. I know he likes me. I know that. I know it. You know, I know when a man really likes you, you can feel it. Am I right? Another person, rather. We can tell. tell And whenever I've been in his presence, he lights up. I can tell you right now. And I know it's like a light bulb goes off in his face and the first lady's face. When they see me and my family, they really light up. They shine. They shine. And they call us over. So there's a reason for it. I'll tell you the main reason. It's not just that I have a prominent radio show that's been with him before all of the other phonies jumped on the bandwagon to see what they can get out of the game. And he knows who they are, by the way. He needs them. And he'll play them like uh, the, like the instruments they are because he knows they'll turn on him if the wind blows the other way. All of Johnny come lately support, supported Cruz and the others. He knows who they are. He knows they're they're craving false uh, eight carat phonies, and he knows they could turn on him tomorrow if the wind blew the other way. He knows with me that I supported him long before that. But I think more than that, they also I know it from the inner circle. They love my best selling books. They truly respect the authorship of these books. They truly respect the what they consider to be the, the high level of intellect and intelligence that's brought to the political uh, arena. And uh, they're not to be underestimated, these people. They do know what's going on. And uh, all of the effete snobs who make believe he's a dummy, I, I say do so at your own risk. Because this dummy has been president for three years. This dummy is going to be president for another four after he wins again. And I would say watch out for your sneering attitudes because they may turn on you. <clears throat> Thank you for the call. It's 18 minutes after the hour. And uh, I know many of you are brainwashed into the climate change thing. And uh, we're going to have a mini ice age. But the fact of the matter is most of you don't believe it. You think that the sun is a bit player. You think that to really appreciate what's happening to the climate, you must absorb what CNN has been preaching, as well as Al Gore and Tom Steyer. They're the ones who are real experts on the environment, aren't they? Back in a minute. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. So I know many of you don't call because you're listening and you like when I go on to a uh, subject and I develop the ideas or I play a soundbite. And you feel like, what's the point of calling? Let me just add one more thing to this issue of real climate science, as opposed to the phonies like Tom Steyer, the liar, or the out-of-date, ridiculous seltzer man who doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Do you know that most people, including most of my listeners, are not aware that we have been in an ice age for over 2 million years? Ice age, 2 million years. Pay attention, please. Since the end of the last glacial period, Sea levels have risen by 120 meters. Just look at what remnants there are of the last ice age. And only a very small percentage of that increase, by the way, of sea levels has occurred in the last 8,000 years. Now, what is the largest factor in weather? The intensity of the sun is the largest factor. But there are other factors. The tilt of the earth, meaning the wobble. The eccentricity of Earth's orbit caused by gas giants, volcanism, ocean currents, 
greenhouse gases all play a role in this. Did you know that 520 million years ago, carbon dioxide levels were 8,000 parts per million? Do you know what they are now? 400 parts per million. Let me say that again. 520 million years ago, Bernie, just about when you were born, carbon dioxide levels were 8,000 parts per million. 170 million years ago, carbon dioxide levels were down to 3,000 parts per million. Where are they now? 400 parts per million. So the input of man and his industrialization to the above facts is near zero. Okay? Man has almost no way to prevent climate change on Earth. Try to tell that to ignoramuses who've never studied science at all. They're just polemicists and propagandists. Again, if you can't remember any of this, write it down. CO2 levels 500 million years ago, 8,000 parts per million, Nancy. They're now 400 parts per million. What does that mean? She doesn't know. She wouldn't know one statement of what I just made. She couldn't even decipher what I just said. And yet you believe her and Bernie Sanders and Tom Steyer? Sad. Sad on you. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Let's go back to the uh, Savage Nation again. We'll talk about the debates in a minute with a, a great columnist, Miranda Devine. But I was giving you a background on the reality of climate and how wrong these people are. It's beyond belief. Now, many of you are brainwashed, and you actually believe that the scientists at NASA and all of the other great scientists in the world uh, don't know more about what's causing our climate change than 17-year-old moron Greta Thunberg. Okay, these solar scientists, including NASA, they don't know more than that 17-year-old propagandist Greta Thunberg. And yet, you look at Tom Steyer, declare a state of emergency on the climate, Bernie Sanders, who has no idea if I actually told him what CO2 levels were, for example, as I did in the last hour, uh, 500 million years ago compared to what they are today. He wouldn't believe it because he can't comprehend that he is that wrong and he is a demagogue. And so, my friends, let's turn now to the debates themselves. I think most Americans have come to the conclusion that there is not an existing Democrat candidate who can beat Donald Trump. Short of a nuclear war, God forbid, who they'll blame on him anyway, uh, they would take the side of China over America if, God forbid, they ever launched a nuke. That's how psychotic they are. But nevertheless, let's turn to Miranda Devine, uh, columnist extraordinaire on the Savage Nation. Miranda, welcome back to the Savage Nation. Thanks so much, Michael. Great to talk to you. After watching this sad debate, what are your overall opinions of what you saw? Well, you just have to compare last night, the very low energy, lacklustre, uh, you know, ideas vacuum group on stage in Iowa. Compare that to President Trump out in Milwaukee, right in Democrat heartland, just full of energy, full of vim and vigor, optimistic, going for it. And I think the problem with the Democrats is that instead of concentrating on trying to beat him in November, they've just wasted all this time on impeachment and the Mueller report and the Russia collusion hoax and on and on and on. They're so twisted with Trump derangement syndrome, they've lost sight of the prize. Well, yeah, but do you think any of them are viable candidates at this time, Miranda? 
it, it doesn't look like it. I mean, look, who did we have up on the stage? You know, we had a guy that shouldn't even be there. I completely agree with everything you said about Tom Steyer. He's just, you know, another progressive billionaire. Hedge- but the man made his fortune through Farallon Capital investing in, in coal and private prisons, and he has the audacity to pretend to be caring about the environment. Isn't that just incredible? That you're so right about that. He's made his money out of fossil fuels, um, and now what is he trying to do? Atone for all that money, or is it just? Yeah, is it guilt? Is it liberal? Miranda, you're Australian, correct? Yes. Do you know that his Farallon Capital invested in an Australian coal company that decimated 1,700 acres that, that were a koala reserve, and all the koala bears died as a result of that? Well, I don't believe that, actually. And coal is Australia's number one export, and it's a very good... Wait, wait, you don't don't believe what? I I don't believe koalas were killed by a coal mine. That's just one of those um, myths. Well, where where did the koalas go when they decimated the 1,700 acres? They just moved somewhere else. I mean... (laughs) Where? To a zoo? No, to where... Australia's a very big country, and in fact... I mean, I don't believe... You're you're not saying you support the decimation of a forest in Australia to mine coal, or are you? We don't decimate forests to mine coal in Australia. That is just not true. It doesn't pass the sniff test. Wait a minute. But, ma'am, we can disagree on this. Miranda, I understand, correct me if I'm mistaken, that when Tom Steyer owned Farallon Capital, one of his investments was in an Australian coal company, and they decimated 1,700 acres. That was a koala reserve. So what's well, I, wrong about that statement? I don't know about that story, but I would have thought I would have heard about it as a journalist in Australia. And it sounds to me like one of the many myths that are propagated uh, by green groups about coal. Um, they always demonize coal, and they always use lovely furry animals like koalas. Yeah, but I'm not demonizing coal. I'm telling you, I'm telling Look, I did my research on Tom Steyer last night and this morning. I was actually stupefied to read this. And by the way, this was written 20 years ago when it happened, closer to when it actually happened. You probably can't even find this in the literature anymore. No, but I personally don't mind if Tom Steyer has made his money out of coal because I don't think coal is an evil material. I think it's a fantastic substance that has brought people out of poverty and it provides low-cost energy. Australia has very clean coal compared to... So you're... Okay, look, we're not here to argue over Australian coal companies. I can see which side you're on with that one. Yeah. I am arguing... I'm arguing about Tom Steyer's hypocrisy that now he pretends to be a, a big environmentalist when a large portion of his fortune was made on investing in the decimation of a forest in, in Australia to mine coal. Uh, you're absolutely right about that. His hypocrisy is mind-boggling. If you're going to make money out of coal, then stick to it. You don't just make your billions and then turn around and act as if you're... But George Soros, another fake environmentalist who talks about climate change, also bought coal companies when their stocks were at their lowest, and the price of the coal companies was driven down by the constant beratement of coal as a natural resource. The very same liberals who were behind the propaganda against coal then went in and bought the companies after they were near bankruptcy. That's what I'm trying to point out here, Miranda. What a scam that is. And anybody who believes that 
George Soros and all these other fake billionaire uh, philanthropist eco-terrorists, eco-evangelists um, are somehow uh, virtuous, just need to listen to you and look at the facts. They're not. They were quite happy to make money while it was going, and then when they made the money, they're turning around and they're saying, no, poor people in India can't do what the West did and benefit from having low-cost energy. And Tom Steyer is a classic example of that. He might be a really nice guy, but the fact is he's a single-issue candidate. <laughs> I don't think he's a nice guy. He looks like a bully to me going back to high school. As one man to another, I can tell you I can read a bully from a mile away. Miranda, watching the debate, putting aside coal and koala bears, <laughs> uh, do you think any of these candidates can be Trump? Look, the only one that I think, which is a weird thing to say, but Bernie Sanders is uh, authentic like Donald Trump is. He's a revolutionary like Donald Trump was when he... So heard- Bernie is a, is, a, is a lifetime communist and he really, he's a true believer in communism. Absolutely. He is. I mean, he'd be a disaster and he's got a lot of skeletons in his closet, but so did Donald Trump. And okay. I, well, I agree with you, actually. I would be honest with you. When the president phoned me personally last week, one of the questions from him was, who do you think is going to win? I told him the same thing you just said. Mm. And, and, you know, it's almost like Bernie is the mirror image of Donald Trump. He is the left-wing economic nationalist populist, um, like terribly um all his- okay well let's say that's true let's say let's say bernie is a true believer communist is america ready for communism no it isn't of course it isn't and and you know he he, he also um has has to face up to the money that bloomberg the billion dollars that michael bloomberg has said he is going to pour into the race uh, ostensibly first to get rid of Donald Trump, but also so a billionaire like Bloomberg, like Tom Steyer, they don't want a guy like Bernie to win. You know, it's interesting you raise Bloomberg. Why was he not on the stage last night? How did he not qualify? Do you, do you, what's the mechanics of that? Well, he got into the race so late um, that he didn't really have time, even though he spent more money than Tom Steyer has on like over $100 million on uh, advertising, um, TV advertising. Um, he still hadn't, just hadn't got in there by the deadline. And you have to have, uh, I don't know, you have to have raised a certain amount of money and you also have I to... I see. Uh, yeah, let's talk about Bloomberg then for a minute. Uh, Bloomberg is a chameleon. Democrat, then a Republican, then a Democrat. He's, he's a Machiavellian chameleon. We understand that. But as a candidate, he would present himself as a centrist businessman, wouldn't he? Yeah, he would. Um, I, I don't know that his background and, you know, what he did in New York, he was seen as um, by New Yorkers as quite a good mayor. I mean, he didn't yes. anything up. A crime continued to go down. Yes. I don't think the rest of the country is ready for his very liberal prescriptions. And also, he's a control freak. Um, he's a bit of a megalomaniac. You know, you, you, you hear him now talk about how, um, you know, he's going to put all this money, these, these billion dollars into beating Donald Trump. But he also, even if he isn't the nominee, he wants to remake the Democratic Party. He alone is going to decide how the Democratic Party operates. And, you know, one of the things he doesn't like is the whole primary system that we have. I mean, honestly, this is something that uh, predates 
you know, Michael Bloomberg. Where, where does Bloomberg stand with regard to Pelosi? They're, they're, uh, very, are they compatriots or are they antagonists? I don't know. Um, I think Nancy Pelosi is um, someone who makes friends with who she needs to, and Bloomberg has a lot of money. And, you know, he helped get a lot of those, um, uh, you know, left-wing women into the party in the midterms in 2018. Um, that was not good for Nancy Pelosi. So let me ask another question that maybe you, you, you would feel more comfortable answering. I believe Pelosi made a huge miscalculation in holding back the impeachment articles this long because as a result, some of the main candidates, except for Biden and Buttigieg, will be having to stay in the Senate in order to vote on impeachment. People are saying, no, I'm wrong. She's that smart. She did it on purpose because she wants Biden to win. Any comments on that? Yeah, I've also heard that rumor. Um, I don't think she's that brilliant a strategist at all. Neither do I. I think that's that's rubbish, frankly. I think she made. I think she made an error. I think she made a mistake, and I think she's been pushed into impeachment against her better judgment because of AOC and the squad nipping at her heels, and the activists, the resistance, the insurgents in her party demanding from day one that Donald Trump be impeached. Yeah, the racist women of the so-called squad are actually pushing her in the wrong direction. Yeah. Well, Miranda, thank you very much. I look forward to all of your columns. I read them in the New York Times. Thanks for being with us on The Savage Nation. I want to go back to the main point that I made today, and I don't know whether you agree with me or not, and many of you listen to me in San Francisco. The so-called political genius, Nancy Pelosi, screwed her own Democrat candidates now, suddenly they're realizing they cannot campaign during the fake trial. Only the two B's will be on the campaign trail. I say it's a major blunder by Nancy the genius. Uh, now, she, of course, owns the media in San Francisco. It is a mimeograph sheet of the Pelosi machine. And the fact of the matter is she's far from stupid, but she's not perfect. And I believe that her meanness, her megalomania, her power madness... Uh, she did not want to let go of the power she enjoyed when she had the gavel in the House. She thought she was bigger than the Senate. And her twin sister on Pacific Heights reminded her just last week, hey, Nancy, okay, let him go. You're not in the Senate. We are. What they said to her is you're not a senator, honey. You're only a congresswoman. And she got the message from her own party, from her Democrat cohorts, that she couldn't hold on to these uh, articles forever. But in holding them so long, for her own power mad reasons, by holding them so long, what has happened? The impeachment trial will be delayed until it occurs right in the middle of the campaign that's coming up. And the only two that are not senators who will be on the trail will be Biden and Buttigieg. So you say, oh, that's so smart of her. She did it on purpose so Biden could win. I'm not so sure. Are you? Home of Borders. Language. Culture. The Savage Nation. Look, the world is a changing place, culturally, socially, economically. We know that. Uh, you could wake up next year and see that the maniacs in Hollywood have made James Bond into a transgender. Would you be shocked? They're making trans Bobby dolls now. So maybe the next James Bond will be a transgender. You know, after all, you got to be cool. World's first trans kid doll with penis and dress. 
uh, was made by the toy manufacturers to show you how crazy the world is. But when you have fossils like Bernie Sanders lecturing on climate change, when the evidence is to the contrary, they're actually entering a little ice age. And I gave you the facts that 400 million years ago, carbon dioxide levels were at this vastly higher number than they are today. And people don't even understand it. What hope is there for this world? And when you have a woman like Pelosi, who's clearly a power-mad lunatic, who made one of the greatest blunders in the, Democrat, uh, in the history of the Democrat Party, do you know that the Constitution and Senate rules require that all 100 senators be present for this entire impeachment trial? Did you know that they have to be there? They can't be campaigning? Listen to how smart the founders were, the, 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 the framers. Constitution and Senate rules require that all 100 senators sit in their seats and that they work six days a week while the impeachment trial is underway, allowing only for Sundays off. And by the way, even worse for these loudmouth liars, the senators are required by the laws to be present in the chamber and be silent. They're simply to play the role of judge and jury in determining the guilt or innocence of the president, which means they will not have time uh, to go out into the hallway that uh, you usually see with other congressional proceedings. Now, even worse for these loudmouth louts called politicians, even any questions they want to ask must be put in writing. Now, why would the framers have been so intelligent to have made it so difficult to impeach a president because they realized the nature of the political world, that it is a war and that one party will always try to destroy the other party and that a party will use the impeachment hearings if they're made too lenient to take away an election. You've heard all that before. Well, now you see the blunder that Pelosi made by holding on to the impeachment charges too long her power got ahead of her brain that's what happened oh you'll read the spin the other way in the willie brown gazette called the chronicle but the truth was just told the westwood one podcast network 